Okay. Yes. <laughs> now. So I don't know that, what happened. It just automatically ended. No, nah, it's sometimes it might drop. So if oh, it ever does, okay. I'll just I'll just resend you the invite. But gotcha. back to what you were saying, you, you just got finished with your workout and you um, was doing the bottom half. Yeah, I wasn't doing squats today, though. And how much do you squat? Abductors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a minute. Everybody sat home on quarantine and slacked off. I was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So this was your first time back in the gym? No, no, no. Definitely not my first time back, but um, I've been inconsistent. So I plan on being consistent now. Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. So how much do you squat? I know you Um, do that. Depends, really. Uh, quite honest. Uh, mm-hmm. It all depends. Too heavy. You're going what? in and out. I'm sorry. You were going in and out. What you were saying? I'm going in and out. Mm-hmm. Hello? I got you. Do you have me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Now, go ahead. What you were saying? Um, Sometimes it just depends. I don't like to do heavy weight um, when I'm squatting just because I don't like to kill my back. So sometimes Mm. it's 100, 150. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in and Mm. what I'm really focused on. Mm. So, so you, it'll get heavier as I as I get more consistent. So when you're inconsistent, you kind of got to figure out where you left off because where you left off is not where you're going to start again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure when you get home, you're going to soak in that tub. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So let me do my uh, my usuals, and then I can get back to you. We can get this thing rolling. Okay, Miss Lady? Okay. So give me one second. Uh-huh. Hey, how y'all doing? today. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone that's trying to start their own podcasting. All you got to do is go to anchor.fm on your computer or download it on your iPhone or your Android and start podcasting today. Or if you're not a podcast, you want to listen to podcasts, you can actually get a listener's um, profile and listen to all the hot podcasts that's on Anchor. I am your host, Calvin Officer Champ. AKA the porn rap star. Y'all know the usual. You want to see my porn. You want to follow me on social media. You want to hear my music. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Also, as you know, we are sponsored by, loved by, tolerated by, and they just love us. The Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Go there today. Get yourself a profile. Interact with other people like like yourself. Also, find events in your area that you might could attend and get your kink in. So go to lsworld.com today. We're also the proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about 15 black podcasters giving you the black experience. Also, while you're there, you can get some shopping done. I'm talking fashion. I'm talking health. I'm talking about fashion, health, beauty, books. You name it, they got it. From over a thousand black retailers. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and get your shopping on today. 
from over a thousand black retailers. That's right. Go ahead. Buy black, support black businesses, build the black economy so we can create generational wealth. Now I'm about to be quiet and let this lovely lady introduce herself. <laughs> I am. I love Shauna and I live in Las Vegas. Have you ever been? I have never been in Las Vegas, but I am what? planning to make it. And I'm going, and I better see you when I come out there. I don't want to okay. hear no excuse. I want to see you. All right. No doubt. So how long you been in the business? So um, my business started as um, in the fetish industry. Okay. Um, in approximately 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. um, where I catered to predominantly fetish, um, mm-hmm. all kinds of fetish, okay. um, you name it. Um, we all have our kinks and our fetishes and, you know, those need to be fulfilled. And sometimes, you know, people need help fulfilling them. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because I can tell off gate, feet fetish, probably squashing. You know it. <laughs> ass worship. Uh-huh. Probably titty stuff. Uh-huh. Ass- wouldn't surprise me some dick rating. Well, I don't know if they were doing it at that time. Uh-huh. And um shoot, probably for National Dom, all that good shit. So <laughs> Oh, there's a list. I mean, the list is a mile long. Some things mm-hmm. that people are like, that's even a fetish. You're like, yeah, that's a fetish. Yes. So, yes. Passing gas is a fetish, believe it or not. Yes. I know, right? But we don't we don't shame anybody else's fetishes or kinks. They like what they like, and you know, it's all good. (laughs) No doubt. So, so when you uh was doing the fetish, what made you transition to boy girl? Okay, so I have appreciated and loved my. I have a loyal fan base, Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, there's nothing else like it to have a loyal fan base who just loves you and what you do and your work and the services you provide. It's amazing. It's an amazing Mm -hmm. feeling, you know? So they kept saying, you know, we'd love to see more from you more, more, more. I'm like, well, what Mm -hmm. kind of more do y'all want? You know, and, and my, you know, previous to, um, expanding my genre is what I call it. Cause I haven't jumped ship from fetish whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think I just expanded, um, mm-hmm. branched out, and included some other things. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um, I decided, okay, I have a friend of mine in Chicago who's a, a really good friend um, who I produce fetish content with. Mm-hmm. And I called him up one day and I said, Joey, I said, I want to come out and I want to do a whole scene. And he said, what you mean a whole scene? And he's done scenes before, tons. He's been around for damn near 15 years, if not more, in the fetish industry. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I said, I want to do a full scene, like a full scene. And he said, okay. He's like, bring it. And the reason I decided to do it with him is because he's very well respected in the fetish community. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of me not so much getting my feet wet, but I wanted to put something out there to see if people were receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Because if they weren't receptive, I wouldn't continue to do it. I um, 
I would have left it alone mm-hmm. and continued on with with what I was normally doing in mm-hmm. in the fitness world. But I did this video with him and left Chicago. And by the time I left Chicago, to, by the time I went to the airport, I had sold the video 50 times. See? And <laughs> I sent him a text message and I said, well, I think they're kind of receptive to it. And he laughed and it just kind of went from there. It was, that was part of it. Um, part making sure that, you know, everybody in the fetish community knows that that is my number one. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I love fulfilling people's fantasies. Um, mm-hmm. And, but I also, I enjoy making videos. I like mm-hmm. making videos. I love the acting part of it. I love role play. I love for when people sit on at home and they can really see themselves in that scene. Like, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. Man, I wish my wife would come home and do that. You know? (laughs) True. I like, um, I like making people happy. I love when they enjoy what I do and I love when they enjoy me and my work. Mm -hmm. So I guess it just, it went kind of, you know, it kind of sat idle after my first video. I was still like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, maybe we'll see, we'll see, we'll, you know, whatever. It just kind of started going like full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. So let's go back to your first video. When you did your first boy girl video, <laughs> was you nervous? How did it, how did it shoot go? How did it flow? How I did mean, it move? I wasn't nervous because him and I are, we've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. And we work really well together. So for me, my first video with the person that it was with was super easy, super comfortable. We've known each other for years. I mm-hmm. trust his work. It was really, it was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of started, you know, putting feelers out there of, okay, who do I want to work with? who has good reputations in the industry. I'm not one who will just shoot with anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no vibe there, if we can't vibe, you're not going to get a good product. And you're, no. it's going to reflect in the video. Oh, and definitely. I won't put my name on anything that I'm not proud of. Yeah, so, see, that's, that's serious. Yeah. So I, and... So I started putting feelers out there and um, met up with Jason Sweets, who's super cool. And, um, you know, it was funny because when we first met, he was like, so what do you want to do? You want to do like a foot job video? You want to? I was (laughs) like, no. He was like, because I know you got a lot of them. I was like, yeah, I got a lot. Um, (laughs) I was like, no, but I can't do a full scene. And he was kind of surprised. But he was like, Okay. So, you know, I did that one. And then after that, um, you know, that went well and, and he's super nice. And then the next one I did was with, um, Bones Montana, who I can't speak highly enough about. Shout out to Bones. He's just a whole vibe. You know, Mm -hmm. we got that Gemini thing going on. We kind of read each other well (laughs) and, 
And I can't speak highly enough about him. I think that mm-hmm. anybody who has the opportunity to work with him should consider themselves lucky. Mm. Just being honest, um, a phenomenal talent and phenomenal person. Um, you know, and then, you know, I did um, some videos um, in New York um, with Artemis and he's a whole, yeah, he's yeah. amazing as well. Um Finney from Bowie University is amazing as well. So I have some great stuff lined up coming up that I'm super excited about. But mm-hmm. um, it's been nice. Everybody that I've worked with is super welcoming. So I appreciate that. Um, so, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, you, you had a healthy start off. So mm-hmm. how... The fact that you did Fetish First and you did it for so long, do you think that because it took you a while to do Boy Girl, it really helped that Boy Girl jump off versus if you had did it early in your career? I Honestly, yes. Now, thinking back, I feel like, you know, it's hard for somebody going into it full steam ahead with no fan base, with no nothing mm-hmm. um you know they just jump in two feet and hope they don't drown i think establishing myself in the community whether it be the fetish community or industry as a whole has definitely helped me learn um it's definitely helped me be able to read people even though i mean i'm i'm pretty good at that anyway but um And I think having an amazing fan base who was just so receptive and welcoming to expanding, you know, into other things Mm -hmm. um, was amazing. And like I said, I kind of rolled the dice with it because I was like, okay, you know, fetish and mainstream, it's different. It's very Mm -hmm. different. Um, Is it all porn? Is it all sex? Yeah, but it's very different. Um, yeah, because a lot of people don't understand it's, it's different categories of porn. Right, it's absolutely. all porn. Like, fetish is right. softcore because your true fetish, there's no penetration. Right. Right. So, and, yeah. And ahead. it depends on, you know, what kind of fetishes um, you're talking about. There's, I mean, mm-hmm. the list is endless. Yeah. So, um, just depending upon what kind of fetishes you're talking about. But the fetish community is very tight-knit. Because um, a lot of fetishes are still very, very taboo. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're not talked about a lot. And, and people in the fetish world can be very guarded just because, you know, you don't want that shame and that ridicule and all of that coming back to you. So a lot of people in the fetish world, you know, choose um, to, be, to be guarded still. You know, it's sad. You want everybody to be comfortable with everything and not have to worry about ridicule or, you know, finger pointing or, you know, all of that. But unfortunately, you know, the world we live in, even in 2021, uh, you know, it's still happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that the more sex become normalized, the more people still drift back to the old way of thinking. Absolutely. And which is kind of sad in many ways. Now, the other thing I wanted to, to, to holler at you about, 
it, you talked about your male talented producers. Now, I call this pre-care. These are the things that male talented producers can do to help a female relax and be prepared and 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 be in, I guess, the mood or that vibe to do a good scene. What are some of the things you could suggest to male talent, people that might listen, that helps females relax before? <laughs> um there's a lot of there's a lot of talent I mean don't be so cocky come in and be a little humble you know break an icebreaker a nice you know five minute conversation get to learn who you're working with mm-hmm. you know don't come in and just say all right I'm ready let's go let's shoot this scene mm-hmm. all right cool we can do that but hey how are you you know <laughs> hey I've seen your work nice to meet you so- something you know what I'm can- saying can- oh. The fuck, I mean, really? The <laughs> type that you know, the my personality is just okay. They can come in there, and if they want to act like that, see, I'll be the one to be like, "All right, you ready to fuck?" And kick them off guard, and then they're like, "Huh? Well, you ain't say shit. Are you ready to fuck? Are you not?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because I think that the worst thing you do is be serious on set, right? We are having sex, and it's still we're having fun. Right, and fun is work. Exactly. Just because it's work doesn't mean it has to be like you know. We can we can have a little conversation. We can laugh. It's okay to laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody needs to laugh. It's good for the soul. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, also with that conversation. Please explain how important it is for ladies to express their boundaries before I shoot. One hundred. And I always, I always, always, always will let my boundaries be known because I have it in writing what Mm -hmm. my boundaries are prior to even meeting me for a shoot. Mm -hmm. It is all spelled out. But if you don't, you know, if you... If you don't let them know, and then, you know, in the backside, you're like, well, I didn't like that, or I didn't want you to do that. Well, you have to speak up. Yeah. You have to advocate for yourself. And I know it's, it's, I think it's harder maybe for some younger girls who just, you know, are like, all right, I'm ready. I want to work. I'll do anything, anything, anything to, you know, be up there to get that award and do whatever. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have boundaries. Okay, you might not book every job. Obviously, if you do anal, an anal company is not going to book you. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But you have to let them know. Don't compromise yourself and what you're comfortable with for somebody else. Yeah, because the whole thing of it is is that, um, one, if you don't, if he does something to trigger something, it throws the vibe completely off and fucks exactly. the shoot completely exactly. up. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. and then you're like scrambling because now that whatever part of your video is probably got to be edited out because it mm. looks fucked up. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then, too, I'm going to tell you who, and this is truthful, men, we don't tell you our boundaries. And sometimes... It, 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 and we need to do that more often as well. Like a I dude may, you know what I'm saying? Because like, it'd be a time where a girl's a little too hard on the balls and I'm like, really? 
Right. But I, but, but I can explain to look, if you're going to play with the ball, be a little soft with it. You know, okay, but now she's squeezing and you're like gasping for air and shit. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and you can't <laughs> say nothing because you got the camera on. You trying to. Right. And now you're like, the shit hurts. And now my dick ain't hard no more because now I'm in pain. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, uh, when you come up with scenes uh-huh. and everything, where do you go? What is your thought process? Your creativity? Your I, music? Oh. I honestly, so I will sit and write scenes and scripts like mid-flight on a plane mm-hmm. because a lot of them are just like fantasies. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do I want to see? What would I want? What would I want the, you know, the the pizza delivery man, you know, the UPS guy, you know, a, a random guy at the gym, you know, hot wife scenarios. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I'll sit there and write a whole ass script, you know, <laughs> mid flight. <laughs> And land and be like, hope you had that memorized because I'm on my way, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, just from from you know different fantasies, different things that um I feel that people want to see or people would love to have happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, how many women they probably won't admit it want to go to the gym and they see a hot ass guy at the gym and they're like, damn. I want to take the bathroom a lot and bang me in the back of my car. Okay. Well, let's put that on a video and make that happen for you. Even though it might not happen in your real life, we can mm-hmm. get that to happen for you on a video. Yeah. But I think a, whole- lot of women, a lot of women are afraid to be vocal about their fantasies. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe they're ashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... Because I see in this day and era, I would think that women would be more vocal because it's the, the let's be honest, it's the era of the woman. Yeah, I mean, I think now women are very powerful. I think that smart women, business oriented women mm-hmm. are very powerful and have a lot of potential and can do many amazing things. Mm-hmm. You know, they just have to. Some of them need to be guided. <laughs> you know? <laughs> true. Now, because what's interesting is, to me, being a sex worker gives a woman, to me, the most power and liberation because she's her own boss. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. I make my schedule. I travel where I want. Um, I see who I want. I shoot with who I want. Um, I have the ultimate power of saying yes or no. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it it either it starts and ends with me. Either it's a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not like I don't want to say like I don't hang that over anyone's head. You know, mm-hmm. I don't dangle anything that says you know I have more power than you because I control you with pussy. Because I mean, it's not about that. It's about um. What's good for you? What's good for your brand? What's good for your marketing? What's good for your bank account? What's mm-hmm. what's good for your soul? 
which is interesting. Great segue. Speak to branding. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes money to make money. Women need to invest in themselves. Men need to invest in themselves. You need to invest in your brand. If it's something that you want to have long, you know, have a lifelong career and you have to invest in it. You have to take time. You have to market. You have to create. Um, You are your brand, you know, and your brand is only as big as you want it to be. Now, you seem like a lady, because I, I had this conversation with men. With men, we have to come in business-oriented because, mm-hmm. one, we got to automatically go find a girl to shoot with. We have to, we, we don't have, like, work that's available for us because, as you know, very few male times get work in this business. Let's keep it real. No, I get it. I, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you seem like you came into business with a head for business. So... Um- And I think that a lot of it, um, I've always been uh, a business-minded person um, throughout my whole life. And I think it's just um, the way I grew up. Um, And then, you know, in the fetish world, you know, I traveled and I hosted fetish sessions for people to come and indulge. And that is a business. Um, Oh, oh, you ain't just gonna skate over that. You, you, we, 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 gotta get it. we we gotta hear about these sessions. Go ahead, go ahead. You, you just ain't just gonna skate over that. I did fetish sessions. You know, yeah, that, I, that still do. I, I still do. I you by. I still I still host uh fetish sessions. Yes. So tell me what happened at these fetish sessions, and um, I want to get well. I have my own website. Um, they can book online. I have a list of services that I do provide that are all fetish services. I'm not a full service, as they call it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do not provide full service. Uh, full service is only um, on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have a wide variety of fetishes that people can come and indulge in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a safe space for them to do so. You know, they can come and be themselves, whether it's for an hour or a whole damn day. Mm-hmm. They can come and be is themselves. There a screening process? Uh, is there a screening process? And what is the screening process? Uh, my screening process is you have to fill out my Google form. Uh, once I receive it, then you do have to provide your ID and a reference. Um, if you don't have a reference, I will take the ID. Um, but I do, I do highly... Um, recommend that people have references when they contact me. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are just like, well, I don't want to tell you who I, it has nothing to do with, I don't care who you've sessioned with, it's a safety precaution. Um, all I want is a character reference mm-hmm. and your ID. But you do have to fill out my Google form, which is located on my website. It mm-hmm. will ask some screening questions. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll I receive that we go from there i will also do a facetime call or skype call with you prior to meeting you in person now it's interesting that you say that because this is the first time i had this call see i always every interview always get to area that i never got to in the previous interviews okay <laughs> now 
I noticed that in a lot of cases, Johns or whatever, if you clients, whatever people want to call them, okay. ladies have a specific screening process, and the guys have an issue with it. Please explain do. to these motherfuckers why the screening process is in okay. place. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put it like this. Would you want your wife, girlfriend, daughter, niece to go and meet with a random man at a hotel? Every man is going to tell you no. Why? Because it's not safe. That's why. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you're married or you're single. I don't care. None of that is relevant to me. What is relevant is my safety. And if you are not willing to go through my screening process, then that is fine. We do not have to meet. And I am not sad about that. <laughs> see, as y'all can see, I am very pro-sex worker. Deal with it. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the day, you ladies are just providing a service and y'all deserve to be safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Period. And it's so funny that you say, so I have somebody I see in New York and I've seen him for years. And the first time I met with him, you know, I sent him through my screening process and he gave me a bunch of shit about the ID. And I was mm-hmm. like, look, it's either you do or you don't. So he said, all right, He's, he sent me all his stuff, sent me his ID and everything. And now him and I are like so close. I see him every time I go. We see each other probably three times a year at least. <laughs> and now he's like, he's one of my favorites. I said, see, wasn't that painless? I said, you gave me all that shit the first time. I said, he's like, yeah. Every time I see him, he goes, I'm so sorry. He said, I was so stupid <laughs> doing that. He's like, I don't know what would have happened if you would have said no and I'd have never met you. I said, there you go. <laughs> see, all people got, all men have to do is just fall in line right. and you get we what you want. Care about your credit score. We're not trying to identity theft you or no. We just want to know. But at the end of the day, we get to go home to our family. That's mm. it. That's it. See, say no more. Now, the other thing I wanted you to speak to, because you because you, you talk about your content trade and male talents. What yeah. qualifications, qualities, <laughs> and characteristics did you look for in the male talents that you work with? Okay, so um, content for trade. Um, you definitely have to be an established talent. You have to have quite a few what? scenes under your belt. Okay. You had to have worked for production companies. Please do not message me on Twitter with your 10 followers that says, hey, I'm a new up-and-coming male talent and I would like to do a trade scene. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a no. Why? Because in this business, one hand washes the other. Correct. So it's what you can do for me and what I can do for you. If I need content, I know who to go to to get it. I don't I don't have to, you know, have Joe Smith with 10 followers on my DM hit me up to, to shoot something. I'm good. Um they seem to <laughs> They seem to think that that is the way it works. That if you put on bio, 
new male talent that you're just going to be like, yes, come to mama and let's shoot something. It doesn't happen like that whatsoever. So just letting the new ones know that um, it takes money to make money. You, Like I said, when you invest in your brand, you are your brand. So you, if you are new and upcoming, be prepared to pay for talent. Be prepared yeah. to pay for a scene. Why? Because little do they know, because then when I throw it out there that every time we get tested in Vegas, it's $190. Some other cities, DC is 300 mm-hmm. You know, there's some, where they don't have testing sites available, it's double. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. don't understand that it's not just we go to a room and we have sex and you video it. That is not how it works at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a process and there's a lot of things that go into it. So content, trade content, I'm I'm very selective on who I trade with. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I like to keep a good reputation, I pride myself on it. I pride myself mm-hmm. on good work. Um, so I'm I'm really, really selective on who I trade with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because... Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm talking about, yeah, can we shoot? No, we cannot. <laughs> oh, no, because um, even, even cause like I said, I've been in the business, like I said, 15 years, and I was taught, see, I'm old school. You supposed to send a girl three nudes, your face, mm-hmm. your full completely new dick hard picture of the dick hard and you and you had to at least have some credits and guys don't understand that because see the thing of it is is we don't want to have time wasted and with right. me as a producer and even experienced male talent I hate breaking niggas in because <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting seriously right. you know what, I, what, I, what I call it is building your porn resume mm-hmm. You have to build your resume. It's just like any other job. When you go to a job interview at, you know, anywhere you go, they're going to want to see your resume. Mm -hmm. It's the same here. Who have you shot with? How many scenes have you done? Please tell me, what do you do? What don't you do? What are your rates? What do you have? All of that is is a a resume. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to build it. And if you are new coming in and you have nothing on your resume, because working at Walmart doesn't count. (laughs) If you have have nothing on your quote-unquote porn resume, you have to start somewhere. And starting somewhere sometimes will take money. Yeah, whether you paying her or you paying for her travel, you're going to kick out. Actually, regardless... Whether you starting out or not, you're going to have to kick out. Absolutely. And and there's a lot of them that are not willing to invest in it. And if you're not willing to invest in your brand, then you're really not. I don't think you want it bad enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I totally agree with that. So, now, the other thing I want to touch you to, you ladies deal with a lot of misconceptions from mm-hmm. your fans, from talents, or what have you. Speak to some of the misconceptions that you have ran into in your time in this business. A mis- I mean, a misconception is that, you know, they see a finished product, a finished video, and they just assume that that's how it went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that, that's number one. 
you know, that's a huge misconception is that, yeah, you see the edited and the finished version, which is absolutely amazing all the time. Mm -hmm. But the work that it takes to get that finished product is a lot of work. It's work. It's it's literally work. You know, when you have you have a producer or a camera guy on your shoulder over your back telling you to, you know, move this leg and put that arm there and your arms in the way and, you know, arch your back more. And like, they don't understand. They see a finished product, which is amazing, but they don't understand, I think, the actual work that goes into oh, it no. to, to get, and, you know, what they see out of it. You have done an onset shoot and you have also done amateur shoot. So speak to the major differences of both. Um... Amateur shoots, they're not, unless you have an experienced cameraman or experienced uh, producer, whatever you want to call it, shooting, they're not worried about all those significant angles that you need that, that, you know, um, production companies want. They want those certain angles that have to, you have to meet that mark, Mm -hmm. you know, that checklist for that video. Okay. You know, when when you're arching your back and and this, that, and the other, that camera's got to be able to angle and see certain things to to make the you know to for them to get what they want. Amateur mm-hmm. stuff is just you know they're not so much worried about um, you know getting in there if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting close ups and and you know getting those POV mm-hmm. POV close ups and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as, as, you know, the shoots go, I think it's just, it's just a little bit different um, with the angles and what they're wanting to see. And, you know, I, I'm also with, with amateur shoots, it's kind of like, and I'm not going to say all of them, I'm not going to say all of them. Cause you have some mm-hmm. amateurs that are very professional. Um, I call them pro-am. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, and Pro-Am is great. And Pro-Am mm-hmm. producers are amazing. Yeah. You know? And you've got the amateur amateurs who are just yeah. trying to get some ass on a video. <laughs> <laughs> the only fan boys is some of these only fan girls. Yeah. Exactly. 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 I want to shoot something for my OnlyFans. I want to shoot something for my OnlyFans. That's... <laughs> Which is crazy as fuck because, because, like I said, even with, like, I was talking to a young male talent a while back. I said, I'm going to tell you what y'all don't even think about when y'all shooting. When the girl is riding you, cowgirl, not reverse cowgirl, cowgirl, mm-hmm. part the butt cheek so we can see the dick going in out the pussy. Absolutely. They don't want to right. see that. And if you he know, like I did, a, I did a shoot yesterday where he didn't do it, so I reached my hand back there and did it. Yeah, yeah. He he probably just sitting there behind his head, like go ahead. Well, and that's the thing is, like when I mean, I don't know if that's everybody, but when I'm shooting, what's going through my mind are those angles, and okay, are all those angles being hit? You know, for what the consumer wants to see. Well, I'm I'm gonna gonna tell you another slick angle when the dude uh hit the doggy style. It's a side angle. He needs to angle himself to where you can see. Yeah, the pussy like he's doing a curvature mm-hmm. with it. Exactly. A lot of those male exactly. talent. That's why you have to have experienced male talent because they understand those angles. Right. Right. 
Right. And like, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of videos with male talent with their hand on their hip and stuff. And they're like, and some people are like, what the hell are they doing? They're keeping their arm out the way of the camera. That's what they yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Like you, like, like motherfucker be like, why are you moving the hair? Nigga, so you can see the sucking dick. Right. 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 That's why. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's the little entry. It's the little things that make that scene perfect. Absolutely. You know, period. Not just the chemistry because it's it's like a dance. It's it's like a complete waltz with you right. and, and mm-hmm. your co-star. You know, period. Right. right. Huh. So <laughs> now I also see that you make it a point to look good, look sexy, nails done, hair done. You make it a point to be a sex symbol. Please speak to that about how important your appearance look on camera because you got girls sitting here wearing bonnets looking like they <laughs> got off work and then they expect you to all this camera, but you know I'm telling the truth though. You know it, it's I think it's that you need to take pride in yourself and your appearance it don't mm-hmm. matter like I don't look like that every day I just left the gym I ain't got no yeah, I bet you look fabulous when you but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I think women need to take pride in the way they look. Don't just throw on old nothing just to you know get in a video. Like you have to think about not just yourself, but you have to think about the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to sell a video. What does the consumer want to see? The consumer don't want to see you roll out of bed and put on a bonnet and just like. You know, do your hair, do your makeup, like set the scene. But I don't know if it's just laziness or what, but I was just talking to my friend. Um, she's a trip in Atlanta. And she texts me, she's like, What's with these? She everybody seemed to want to wear a bonnet. And I just laughed at her. She's a trip. But yeah. it was funny you said that because she she saw a video with this chick who had a bonnet on. And she was like, I just don't get it. And, you know, her and her man do do um, videos and whatever, too. So she gets it. But mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, like, come on. If you dress up for your man, like, privately, then you should dress up to, to do a whole ass scene. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's just, you know, you want to look good. You want to. And looking good makes you feel good. And makes you stand out. Good. What I mean, what if you go into a scene looking good and you feel good, like it's only gonna make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Right there. Yeah. So now I saw you had a Colin chain. Are you into the BDSM? Yes. Okay, which side of the spectrum are you on? <laughs> well, um, it depends. So, in my personal life, um, I am completely submissive. Okay. One thousand percent, um, completely submissive in my personal life. So, mm-hmm. I am a switch. Okay. Um, yeah, definite switch. But in my personal life, I'm, I'm, I'm. So, what's submissive. your? So, what is your sub classification? You talk oh. to a real dom here, so you're gonna hear you'll be like, I know you're like certification. What the no, I'm a dom, baby. I'm <laughs> legit dom. <laughs> so what's your certification? Uh 
I don't know if I want to go into that. <laughs> mm, we might have to save that for another episode then. We might have to save that for a whole BDSM episode. We might oh, have yes. To oh, I, I got no problem you coming back, us talking that. Okay. Because I also, some of these interviews, also I would bring girls back, especially those that are into the BDSM, so people can get a clear picture. Because a lot of people are trying to tap this BDSM, but they don't understand. They, they and, would, You know, I'm going to tell you something. And it's BDSM and, you know, which is considered part of the fetish world. Yeah. You can't go into it and just say, I know. No. no. Do your research. Research. Research, research, research. I cannot express it enough because mm-hmm. I feel as though when you go into a fetish world or, or whatever, and you act like you know everything, I think it's very um, ignorant. And I think that um, it leaves a bad taste in others' mouths, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like you're not respecting it. You know, they say a wise man asks questions, a fool have all the answers. Right. See? Right. Yeah. Right. Because, because yes. to me, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just, yeah, I think that, you know, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you've seen over the last year, you know, with the economy, we've had a Mm -hmm. lot of women via Twitter, whatever else, and all of a sudden they're the authority on everything Mm -hmm. and just want to jump right in. And okay, I get it. Times are tough. I'm not hating on you, but if you're going to do it, do it for the right reasons. Do your research. Don't be ignorant. Don't um, don't disrespect the the fetish world, um, or the BDSM world. Like, don't disrespect it. Yeah, because see, the thing of it is, what people gotta understand when it comes to the fetish and BDSM, it's not physical; it's mental. Right. That Absolutely. is where the, the that's where the satisfaction comes. And all mm-hmm. of these fetishes is really right. more strong mental than anything else. A thousand percent. Yeah. So that's why that, that's why I like talking to people that's in the lifestyle. One, so I can interact with people in the lifestyle. So if I ever come to Vegas, you can show me around. And two, um, also, like I said, knowledge. Because like the name of the podcast. Right. The Smokers Lounge. The name of the network. Smoke this over. I want to give people something to smoke over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just entertain them, but give them something to smoke over. Right. So most definitely, Miss Lady. So I, I have enjoyed this interview. I well, really enjoyed you. it. So and, and you and yes, people, she's coming back because we're gonna talk some BDSM. All right. We we definitely gonna talk that. So tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get your stuff, where they can book you. All you can work. you can find me on Instagram. Just please don't DM me. You know the rules. And uh, I love Shauna. It's I L U V S H A U N A. And you can find me on Twitter at I love Shauna L V. Um, click on there. You can get all my links or my link tree, and it'll give you everything my email, my website, my phone number, booking information, all of it. See, there you go. Ain't know it's funny? I ain't asking nothing about sex. You damn right you did. 
Why? Because there ain't that kind of podcast. We talk about <laughs> the money on this motherfucker here. <laughs> we talk about the porn business and the business right. of porn. Because it so, is a business. Say no more. So let me close this out before you go, Miss Late. All right. All right. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Thank you for smoking this over with me and the lovely Shauna. Thank you for coming. Hello? Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I can't wait to bring you back. Sounds <laughs> good. I'm excited. All right. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.